1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f***?
2: Happiness is egg-shaped and love's a circle with no end. No, not about. this last night and he said happiness is egg-shaped. Hey, um, happiness is egg-shaped. Happiness is egg-shaped and love's a circle with no end.
0: Hello and welcome to the Happiness Is Podcast with me your host Bruce Aitchison from Happiness Is Egg Shaped and I say this before every pod, this one is special but this one really is, it's a little bit different, we've had the theatre before but this is for a true rugby legend and the man who joins me today I'm really excited to speak to because I think there are lots of stories to tell here. He's against the clock because he's a very busy man. It's the Edinburgh Festival for the length of August. He has got a run of a show here that I am excited to go and see. By the time you watch this, I might have been to see it. It's getting rave reviews. The Hastings Brothers have been and the Welsh Rugby Royalty every single one that you can imagine has been to see it and loved it so let's bring in the one and only mr gareth j bale to talk about his show grav hello sir hi
3: there thanks for having me
0: i'm absolutely delighted to have you this is really exciting for me so gareth you you're no stranger to edinburgh you've been here many many times what is it that keeps you coming back
3: Oh, I just
0: uh, I love the city
3: and uh, the festival is great. There's so much of a, a buzz about the place, but um, the people as well. You know, I always have a great welcome here and, um, and always look
0: forward to August. So, you know,
3: after the last couple of years, it's just terrific to be back.
0: And bringing a show like this about a Welsh rugby legend, does it travel well?
3: Yeah, I mean, last time we were here, we uh, we sold out. You know, uh, every single uh, show was sold out, which was uh, terrific. Um, we've taken it to London, and we've also taken it to America, which you know isn't known really for its big rugby following, but it's gone down well everywhere. And I think that's because it's a, a universal story. Really, at the heart of it is a story about a boy and his uh, the relationship that he has with his mum and dad.
0: And it's a. a- Do I want to give too much away? I don't know. I mean, Grav touched so many people in so many different ways, got to live the probably most Welsh kids' dream of that era to play in the red of Wales and then to go on and play for the British Lions. But he was Welsh language champion. He was an actor, a presenter. He just seemed like somebody that was so full of life. Yeah, and
3: and that's the great thing. That's why it makes such a a great play, you know, sorry to be cynical about it, but, you know, Graf died at the age of 56, but he packed a lot into that time. Uh, A lot of it fantastic, you know, the the rugby stories, the tales from the back of the bus, the people that he would have met, the places he would have gone, but also there's uh, there's sadness there, you know, and um, the battle that he had with diabetes, for instance, you know, that is not something that you can shy away from if you're going to do a play about a man, then, then you have to have sort of um, all the uh, the bumps as well as the uh, the happy
0: times. And those bumps could could be hard to watch. How do how Grabs family and close friends? How do they feel about the play? How do they feel about it going on the road and sort of spreading the word?
3: Yeah, I'm sure it, uh, it was very tough, especially at the uh, the beginning when they weren't sure what we were doing, you know. I remember the family saying, well, how are we going to do this? How are you going to tell um, Grav's story as a one-person show, you know? But they're so supportive and they've, they've seen it so much. They travelled up to Edinburgh last time, so they were here in 2015. They came en masse with family and friends. Uh, they also came out to uh, New York. Um, so, you know, their, their support has been absolutely terrific and here we are, you know, seven years later, 113 shows down, it's been translated into Welsh, it's been made into a film. I mean, that's I think that's probably a wonderful thing, you know, for family and friends of Brav to think that, you know, people still have that love for him, they still want to hear his stories.
0: Hello, my name is Bruce Acheson from Happiness is Egg Shaped and I am here to tell you where you can get your Happiness is Egg Shaped merchandise. Go to www.halbro.com and search for Happiness is Egg Shaped in the stores. We've got it all. Umbrellas, snoots, hats, towels for when you eventually get to go on holiday to the beach or by the pool. We've got hoodies, we've got t-shirts, we've got all sorts going on there. Check it out. Get your Happiness is Egg merchandise. You can get it all coloured up from for your favorite team or for your country get involved because you know I know everybody knows happiness is exciting and and they really do I mean Graves I, before my time of interest in rugby really but if you if you had to name iconic Welsh rugby people Graves in your probably your top five when you start listing them, even now when we've had so much recent success. What is it that makes him such a special person in so many people's hearts?
3: Yeah, I think it was the the man that he was more than anything else, because Grav would admit himself that there were players you know, who are far better than him, you know, perhaps a bit more skillful than he was. Although, you know, he gets a bit of a rap for that, for being this really tough, tackling, hard running centre. But actually, he had good soft hands as well, Grav, and he learned that from Carwin James, who worked uh, a lot with him. But yeah, I think it was that the man that he was, you know, um, he was just a terrific guy. Uh, I was lucky enough to work with him as an actor. Um, he was a joy to be around. It was always about you, never about him. Uh, him. And um, if he was ever asked about what else he did, I remember being there when some boys were asking him, you know, have you always been an actor? Knowing full well who he was. But he'd say, oh, I used to play a little bit of rugby. You know, he was always like that, you know, uh, never boastful or arrogant, uh, just a very humble man. And um, as I say, it was always about you, never about him.
0: And a product of his upbringing?
3: Yeah, I think so, you know, that um, that area in, in South Wales that he loved so much, you know, money the Gareg and going back home all the time and, and also, you know, his childhood and, and we tell that story um, in the play because there were, and I won't give it away, but there was a moment in his in his young life that I think really affected Grav and stayed with him for, for the rest of his life. That really influenced him and the person that he became. But, um, yeah yeah i I won't give too much away on that
0: yeah no a, a sad moment i'm i'm really keen to see how it plays now one of the things that i'm really keen to see you're no stranger to comedy acting and and i can i can tell you've got that that little edge that little buzz is that important for playing a character like grav definitely
3: yeah because there's a lot of storytelling, you know, and, and you want to make sure that those stories land. And that's why it's important to have a good crowd in, you know, so you can bounce off them. But yeah, there's some wonderful stories, as I said, the sort of tales from the back of the bus. Uh, you know, and he worked with some great people as well, you know, away from the rugby field. I mean, this is a man who worked with Peter O'Toole um, and they became great friends as soon as Peter O'Toole realised who he was. Um, he worked with Louis Malle, the French director, and Jeremy Irons and uh, Juliette Binoche. So, you know, he just had some wonderful stories to tell. Um, so, yeah, it is really important that you get those sort of comedy chops out as well, because I tell you, um, the, the great quote, you know, by David Garrick, you know, any fool can play tragedy, but comedy is a damn serious business. And it's right. You know, the words in this play by Owen Thomas, you know, they're, they're, it's written so beautifully. And in the moments of tragedy, you almost just need to let the words do the work. Whereas with the comedy, you have to be able to tell that story. You have to have that timing, you know? So
0: 113 shows deep. Hmm. Is it? Is it the crowd that makes it? Is it a bit like maybe being a rugby player that everyone's fresh, you, you know, you get the butterflies beforehand, you give yourself a little psych-up, you get out on stage, the first few minutes or a settler, is it very similar, do you think?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that, you know, this is not a play where, you know, you can take your eye off the ball, or just sort of relax into it, you know, it's, it's a one-person show, so you know, you have to focus, and there is very much that element still of winding myself up, getting myself ready for it, and You know, you've got to remember as well that for most people, they're seeing it for the first time. We have had a lot of people come back for this one. They enjoy seeing it time and time again. They like spending a bit of time with Grav, I guess. Uh, But most people are seeing it for the first time. So you have to give that, you know, your all. Um, And obviously, you know, I want to do my best for Grav and his family every time I do it.
0: That is one of the most beautiful answers I think we've ever had. Thank you. <laughs> that, that is that is stunning. Um, I'm interested with theatre with because, like a rugby player, you get it wrong, there's going to be a whole lot of people telling you you got it wrong. Has there been moments where, hang on, Grav wouldn't have done that or that's not a Graf... Have, have, you, have you tweaked things as feedback come or are you pretty confident that the research and the planning you did for it, you, you've got it down?
3: Yeah, by and large, I think we're very pleased with the reaction because you're right, you don't want to get it wrong. He's one of Wales's favorite sons, you know. So um, when we first did it, I remember that. I remember thinking, you know, this is this is gonna be a big challenge. And if people don't like it, you know, we're up against it here. And, you know, fortunately, here we are, several shows in and tours in, and and we're still going strong. The one thing I'd say was um when Marie Grav's wife came to see it in Edinburgh, of course, up here you're much, much closer to the stage, and she just said to me, um, "Yeah, those brogues—they're too damaged. They're too—they're too scruffy for Grav. He wouldn't have had them." So we've certainly put that right. That was the one thing that came up, but everything else, I think, I hope that we were sort of um, were on top of it.
0: I, I love that. It must. I mean, to to have Grav's wife come and watch. I mean she's she's watching her husband. Like, that that must be a huge emotional situation for you and for her.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean it's you know, I can't believe it. I don't I don't know what that must be like um other than to say that must be really really hard, but also I wonder whether there's a comfort there. Um because I think she can see the reaction of the crowd as well, and the fact that Grav is still loved, and the fact that people still want to hear those stories. Um, But yeah, it it must be emotional, it must be tough for her, it must be tough for uh, Manon and Gwenan as well, the two girls. But as I said, their support was amazing. And um, when we performed it in New York, we were in quite a small room out there as well. And they are incredibly humble, and they said, you know they didn't want to make a fuss, so they let everyone else go in. The whole audience went in before them, and of course, what happened was the last three seats available were the front row, front and centre. So there I am, you know, just and I could see them. You know, the light spills into the um, auditorium, so I could see them there, and I could see them squeezing each other's knees and things like this. And and but that was fantastic, you know, what an experience. And at the end of it, you know, I just um, in in the the um, when I was taking my bow, I just hugged her. I just hugged Mary. She was right in front of me. I couldn't not, you know. She was right there. So,
0: yeah that that was
3: that's something that will really stay with me.
0: Theatre, uh, I I love the like th- this thing I'm doing now. This podcast, I, it it goes out okay, and and I don't know where people listen. To- it it does turn out it's not just my mum that listens um huh. and uh, you know I've had people come up to me and say oh i listen to this and but I don't get the reaction until I you know I bump into someone being in theatre it's like scoring the try kicking the goal that the reaction is immediate yeah is that that must be a huge buzz
3: for you Absolutely, yeah. That's it's terrific, and it's why you do it. Almost, you know, it's to get that reaction, um, and yeah, playing off the crowd. And you know, when you get a good reaction to a story, you know, that sort of it lifts you, it spurs you on. So, yeah, hopefully, we'll get a, a good crowd in uh, over the month, and um, and we'll be able to tell this story several times. And yeah, it, yeah, as you say, it's it's a great feeling to have, and and also the the brilliant way that this is written is that we go from grabs high moments and, and laugh out loud moments to despair within a minute, a minute and a half, perhaps. I know in the second half, there is a moment where I go from up here to here and it happens very quickly. And to hear the audience reaction, sort of belly laughing at one story, and then you can hear a pin drop. Within ninety seconds is incredible. It's a wonderful thing to play, and it's also, you know, it proves the cleverness of the writing and and also the direction by Peter Doran at the Torch. So yeah, I'm I'm very lucky to have a good team behind me as well.
0: It's it's a huge power, isn't it, to have have those people just hanging on here. Here I'm going to make you laugh, and now I'm going to make you sad and worried. And is yeah. there? I mean, to me, this is yes, it's about grav it's you know lots of rugby people will will come and watch it uh lots of people with nostalgia and maybe hoping for that era of uh of another time but it's important to tell these stories if if i read about grav on the internet a lot of it is those high moments you've spoken about playing for wales the love of his club playing for the lions acting meeting all those people you've named I mean working I mean as an actor working with Peter O'Toole I mean <laughs> come on yeah, but it's important to know that it's not always those high points. there's a there's a bigger thing to this isn't there? Absolutely
3: and that's what makes it such a, a successful play I think is that um, it is a universal story you know it's the relationship between a boy and his mum and and also his father. Um, And that's what really is at the heart of it. Um, You know, we're delighted that people come to see this show from rugby clubs, not a traditional theatre crowd, perhaps. And we know that, you know, hundreds, if not maybe thousands now have come to see this show who do not regularly go to the theatre. They come because of Grav, they come because of the story. But also what's equally lovely is when you go to somewhere like America or London or Edinburgh and it happened to you last time that someone would come up and say after the show I had no idea who he was I have no interest in rugby but I loved the story you know and that's really really um, heartwarming for us if you like because yeah, it, it stands as a story then, it's not just about a former Welsh rugby international who then became a very successful actor and presenter, you know, the story is is strong enough.
0: Is that what made you brave, or was it brave to take it to New York? I mean, a play about a Welsh rugby guy in New York, that to me that sounds almost ridiculous.
3: Yeah, I know. And, um, you know, I wasn't going to turn that down. It was a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, it was fantastic. And, and I loved it. And, you know, we there's a big Welsh community in New York, so they supported it. They came out to support, although we did. Um, we scheduled a matinee performance. And it clashed because of the time difference. It clashed with a Wales rugby international on same day. So I was doing this matinee to, basically, a man and his dog. You know, and wanting to be watching the game, um, but no, we were well supported out there by the, the Welsh community, but also Americans then who came had heard about it and um,
0: and yeah, they yeah, it was a risk, of course, but they they loved it. That that's amazing. I, I just I love that these little things that can make a big difference has there been anybody in the audience where you've gone oh my god I can't believe can't believe they're here well i guess you know if,
3: you know as we've mentioned you know i've performed it to a lot of of people you know it's always special to do it for marie Manon and Gwenan. um gareth edwards has seen it and jpr has seen it um you know, people like this, up here last time, lovely moment, you know, the Hastings brothers have now seen it, but lovely moment after I performed where um, the stage manager came back and said, oh, God, there's someone on stage who wants to say hello to you, and I walk out and there's this fairly elderly man, um, probably late 60s, and uh, sort of tears in his eyes, and he said, I'm Jim Rennick, and I went, oh, yeah, of course you are, of course, and um, he just said, um, that was great. I, I didn't have a chance to say goodbye to him. You know, and that'll stay with me. That was terrific. But the other stuff performance...
0: that you've just given me goosebumps down the back of my neck, because I know yeah. Jim and he's he's some man. Yeah, that would have meant a lot to somebody like Jim. That's amazing.
3: It was pretty special for me too, you know, to hear him say that. And as I say, tears in his eyes saying I, you know, I never got the chance to say goodbye. They would have toured together, they would have played with against each other that was special. But the other one that I should mention was um, that I was invited to perform it in the away changing room of um, the National Stadium uh, on the Monday night before Wales played England. And I performed it for the Welsh rugby squad and coaches. And that was a hell of an experience, you know, because you know everyone in that room, you know, they're all famous they're all heroes of yours you know i walk out and i'm thinking right just do a normal performance just focus just go through your routine your warm-up you know all of that and i walk out look up and in the second row you've got warren gatland and sean edwards and aleyn ken owens and george north and it's like oh okay here we go this is going to be a bit special so um yeah and and you know, Wales went on to beat England, and there was a fair bit said in the press about the fact that Wales had did a warm up with with me. You know, doing a performance for them, in England had John Terry speak into them, so that you know there was no contest. You know, so that was all really nice. That's the only time that I've ever been in the same sentence, as John Terry. Thank God.
0: Um, but yeah,
3: that was that was very very special.
0: For the last six years, Fill Your Boots has been making rugby happen at the grassroots level. Please get involved and go to www.fybrugby.com to register your club or to register as a player and join the online community to make sure that games continue to happen in the future. Join in clubs with players and players with clubs to make sure that we can keep the club game as strong as possible. Fill Your Boots bringing rugby together it's amazing I'm, i'm reading a book just now called belonging about how you make people feel part of something and a lot of it is storytelling which obviously you are well a professional at um i can imagine there being a conversation right let's let's get them to watch grav let's let's educate these boys into things that have gone before them
3: yeah, it came about as well because um, Robbie McBride, who was a you know a big uh, friend of Graves, you know uh, they knew each other very well and they had links through the Vod in Wales. Um, both um, performed sword bearer, and Robin took over when Grav had his uh, operation on his leg. Um, so, robbing him to see it in Cynnesley, and afterwards he said to me, "Oh, I'd like you to do this with the Welsh squad." And of course, you just think, "Oh, yeah, yeah, you know that's never going to happen." But um, true to his word, they got in touch and they said, "Yeah, we want you to do it. And We want you to do it in the lead up to the England game." And you know that's it. It was just, you know, I'm never going to play for Wales. That's gone. You know, that dream ended when I was about fourteen. You know, playing for Wales. So the closest thing that I can do is is perform for them. The rugby story of of Ray Gravel in the lead up to the England game. You know, it was just so. So special, it was, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. Um, and then to hear, you know, um, I heard from one of the coaching staff that Warren Gatland the following day used a quote from the play. You know, there's this moment where Carolyn James says to them, you know, you've got to look not just at your opponent's strengths, but you've got to think about what their weaknesses are. And apparently, he went around the, the the squad and asked every one of them to think of their opponent's weaknesses. Sounds like an obvious thing, doesn't it? But when you hear that it come directly from the play, yeah, that was pretty special as
0: well. That's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Now I'm I'm, I'm desperate keen to ask this question. Grav is from where in Wales? Played money, for who? So money the Garag. Grav is from, and, and he played a- for. Llanessi. You're from?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm from the Swansea Valley. Was a so,
0: big... come on, <laughs> there, must have been, there must have been some grief about a Swansea man playing oh, some...
3: <laughs> I know. I know, and people still to this day take a mick out of that, and I can only say that I hope that Grav would forgive me.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> just... It, like it, it, yeah, it's one of those little things, it's a bit, you know, if, if I was to play Jim Rennick, In the story of his life, I'm from just up the road, a big rival uh, at Jim's. He gives me a hard time for it. I deliberately wore a maroon jacket to a hoik lunch where I was speaking. And I I was sitting (laughs) next to to Jim and just very subtly he said to me, I didn't think much of your jacket, son. (laughs) (laughs) And I I just thought, yeah, there's bound to have been some niggle there. Uh, Gareth, you're, you're a busy man. Um, I've, I've absolutely loved speaking to you. It's a huge honor for me. I'm really excited to go and see Grav. Um, the tickets are available at gildedballoon.co.uk. Uh, g- give us give us a plug, go for it. the, the stage is literally yours.
3: Well, you know, it's uh, it's stood the test of time. It's been here before, sold out, and um, as I've already mentioned, it's not a rugby story, really. It's just a story of a remarkable man who lived a fantastic life and tragically uh, left us at the age of 56. But um, it's an uplifting and heartwarming story as well.
0: Awesome. I, I can't wait to see it. Gareth, it's been a huge honour to speak to you. Uh I'm I'm hoping I get to bump into you as you wander around Edinburgh soaking it all up and, and maybe we can meet and, and have a coffee and chew the fat. But in the meantime, all the best for the run. I've no doubt it's going to go well. I'm excited to see it myself and I look forward to seeing you. Great. a hey, Nice one. Thanks a lot. Lovely chatting to you. Awesome. Thank you. How good was that? I cannot wait to see it. The story of Ray Gravel Grav, played by Gareth J. Bale. Uh, He's performed it for the great and the good in some pretty interesting places and he's in edinburgh for the whole of august uh if you want come with me Uh, because it looks like i'm going on my own but uh, it sounds like i might go more than once too Uh, i hope you've enjoyed this if you have you can catch it on apple acast and spotify you can watch on youtube and facebook tell your friends leave us a review uh, and make sure we spread the word my name is Bruce Aitchison from the Happinesses Podcast, and my happiness is egg-shaped. I look forward to seeing you all very, very soon. Hello, I'm Mayhem. Hello, I'm Chaos. And oh, our happiness,
2: happiness is egg-shaped. Happiness is egg-shaped. love's a circle with no end. No <laughs> was no this last night, and he said, happiness is egg-shaped. Uh, Happiness is egg shaped. Happiness is egg shaped and love's a circle with no end.
1: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ